1: Entrepreneurs Assembly, a Nevada not-for-profit corporation founded in 2010 by Matt Westfield and Rod Hoslick, was developed for educating and facilitating entrepreneurs in creating and growing their businesses. In 2013, they made the decision to extend their vision, and grow EA into a more structured organization so they named John Moran as executive director and a new board of directors was chosen. My guest today representing the Entrepreneurs Assembly is co-founder Matt Westfield, executive director John Moran, mentorship chair Doug Howe and myself, a board member as well. So Matt, let's let's first dive in and talk about, you know, why during the height of the Great Recession, did you and Rod decide that our community needed to focus on entrepreneurs?
2: Thanks, Sherry. Well, a lot of it started from some classes and some courses we were teaching, and what was happening is we were getting a lot of people fired up about the reality as well as the downside of business, but a lot of folks believing that they had the tools to do it problem was there was no follow-up mechanism so as I often say and those who know me know you get done you can take any course here on entrepreneurship learn from some of the best in town but you still walk out through the doors you're alone and naked so EA was basically a landing spot so you're not alone and you're not naked there's people who understand what you're going through and can help you and facilitate and understand and work with you to collaborate to solve problems that entrepreneurs inherently go through all the time.
1: Right. Well, and you know, everyone will say, well, what is an entrepreneur and why are we targeting this particular group? And you know, having been around for a very long time and you know, knowing you guys for a very long time. And John, of course, you know, you were brought in because you come out of Silicon Valley. And you know, everyone wants to talk about what does it take to be a startup, right? What does it take to really grow a successful company? And as Matt mentioned, That, you know, yeah, we can take classes and we can take courses, but that doesn't translate into the real world. So them bringing you in, your passion is?
3: It's basically that of education and making sure that people learn and then use what they learn. Uh, I recently ran into an interesting statement. The world no longer pays you for what you know. They pay you for what you can do with what you know. And that's really what the Entrepreneurs' Assembly is all about, is actually having people get out and do it rather than just talk about it.
1: Right. Well, and and it started way back. I know you guys... Uh, Rod brought me in, gosh, years ago. Was mm-hmm. it a jump start? I mm-hmm. forget what you guys It started back
2: in 2000. Well, we, we did early iterations began in 2002, 2003. And then we brought it back around. We kind of put the band back together, if you will, in 2007, 2008, when the economy started heading down. And there was much more need. We had a lot more people out of work, a lot more middle-aged folks who had never lost jobs before, never lost their entire careers. And so that was how this began. It's now gestated into... You know, up at the university and bringing in Carson City and folks at the lake. The the whole thing has just grown incredibly.
1: Right. Well, and, and that, so when I ask, you know, why during the height of the Great Recession, oddly enough, in my business, Sage International, we were busy. Right. During that time when people were losing their jobs because all of a sudden they realized, oh, gosh, maybe I better start my own business because I can't depend on a paycheck anymore. So, right. Doug, did, you jumped in on this conversation. You know, what attracted you to become part of the Entrepreneurs' Assembly? Well, the last
4: uh, six years or so of my career, uh, after starting my own company— I got involved in uh, one of my lifelong goals, which was to get into teaching. And I uh, got uh, an adjunct position with Pepperdine's Graduate Business School, initially teaching global marketing, but eventually I was asked to uh, teach several courses in entrepreneurship to bring the feet on the ground experience that I had to the academic side of things. So now students could combine the theory and the models that they learn academically with real feet on the ground kind of experience. And one thing that I was very impressed by in working with these students and in bringing angel investors in to hear some of the business plan pitches was how interested these investors were in helping these students out, you know, just giving them suggestions and, and in fact, mentoring to a limited degree.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And And one thing that's characteristic about an entrepreneur is that an entrepreneur sees something – that other people don't see. But the areas of weakness may be that they don't have all of the business function expertise that they need to build a successful business. So therefore, constructing and bringing in a network of mentors with literally hundreds of years of cumulative business experience To help and guide them on a volunteer basis was something that just really appealed to me.
1: Yeah. And what I found interesting really during that time is the teaching I was doing through Next Level was all existing business owners. Mm -hmm. These were people that were struggling Mm -hmm. and needed to really rethink. Nothing at that time was really addressing, gee, I have an idea. Can I convert this into something profitable or memorable or anything, right? And as we know, most businesses fail because the... Nobody ever vets out the idea. And I know, Matt, you're very passionate about that front end, as am I. And John, you you know, all of us. I mean, it's like, why are we going to start companies that are doomed to failure before they even begin? All
2: of this began, Sherry, to that point, whereas everywhere I went as a young serial entrepreneur bumping my heads into places trying to figure out what I needed to know, it was always, you have an idea for a business, go write a business plan. And you know what? I've written over 50, as you know, and all that, and I write them for myself and for other people. No, I won't write a plan if you don't have a business to write a plan about. Others will. I won't. And that's the thing that was kind of the, the impetus for all of this was, do you have a business to write a plan about? And those who know me know I have a little mantra. I want to know that no idea is a bad one, that whatever you're selling – somebody will buy twice because once could be an anomaly or a mistake. Twice, we're onto something. So it all comes down to customer engagement as early and as quick as we can. And most people's problems are not because of what they think it is, which is money. Most of the problems are strategy, uh, business development, relationships, collaboration, and nine times out of 10, money is not the answer. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. And as we find, and we're going to talk about the roundtables in a a following segment, but I I want to kind of, you know, keep on this track about why are people out there struggling when they want to start businesses? And as we know, sitting in EA right? That that room should be packed ceiling to walls. Mm-hmm. And yet trying to get people, especially young people, I'm going to say it, young people to think that they need help is one of our biggest struggles. John, do you agree?
3: I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> Very definitely. I mean, part, part of just understanding that you need the help is is one of the key things. And it's, it's the pride thing also. A lot of people really get into... Well, I know how to do this and I, my idea is going to take off and I'm going to make a, a multi-millionaire, you know, and it just doesn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way in Silicon Valley and it doesn't happen here either. Mm-hmm. So what we're really doing in the EA is actually almost coaching, coaching the, the people along so that we recognize they have to do it. They actually have to execute. But as a coach, just like a player on a field, a coach is on the sidelines helping and giving good advice and direction right
1: well and as i said in the intro we the organization is is growing up itself right and we're (laughs) becoming more structured and some of the things that we have recognized of course is you know it's great to come together once a month it's great to help people but we felt that there was some accountability missing certainly on the part of the entrepreneur. And so let's address, you know, a little bit about why EA is a little more structured. Because when we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about organic and free thinking. and <laughs> But we realize that we need structure.
4: I'd just like to add uh, to John's comment that as important as it is that we coach, it's equally important that the entrepreneur is coachable. So we begin really with anybody that comes into the, comes in the door fresh with a couple of questionnaires you know about their skill levels about characteristics and you know are they do they really would they really make a good entrepreneur uh, based on their personality and their commitment and and their coachability, for example. So I think that's a very. And there's no part. one,
2: there's no one cookie cutter. Every everybody's different. You know, you've got the person who comes from the engineering side, who's got something solved, a solution. You've got somebody who comes from a marketing side. You've got people like me who are just looking for problems to solve. You know, or seeing things that are in need occasionally, and so there's all those different ways to come about it. So there's no. To Doug's point, there's no one personality or anything, but they, everybody has the strengths and weaknesses. And unlike the old days when we were all young entrepreneurs, oh, work on your strengths, you know, baloney. Find somebody else who does that. Spend your time doing what you do well. Right. And that's what we've now all learned, that we don't have to be good at everything. We need to be good, really, really good at one or two things. Find other people who are really, really good at others of the
3: one or two things you need. And the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, and, and that's <clears> another piece <throat> to it. Of what we want to see is we want to see people actually building teams. Because you may very be very good at being an engineer and have this great idea, but on the other hand, you may know nothing about accounting or certainly nothing about marketing.
2: Business development. Exactly. My 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 forte, which is a big deal. Right.
1: Well and, and we base a lot of this on, you know, the business model canvas and certainly again coming back to kind of that structure <laughs> that, you know, if you're truly going to vet an idea. So our goal is not to diminish anybody's dream. It's purely to make sure that that dream has the ability mm. to pay you in the future. Right? Mm.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> but sometimes that's a tough love. And and that's, a you know, we've I've been actually going through some of this where I really want the, uh, the mentors, and we're going to talk about this at our next meeting this Saturday, to... Mentor, but also be more facilitators. Instead of the top-down, well, I think you ought to do this, let's elicit where they are and help everybody at the table, which we are doing a lot of and we always have. But I really want that. It, it, we've been doing a little more of this now, and it's it's fantastic to get the peers to help solve each other's problems. And you find the dynamic changes when that happens in the self-confidence and the awareness level. Hey, I did know. That And I can help them, and I do bring something to the table. I'm not just taking and learning. I'm actually giving. So there's a whole dynamic there that has come about from this peer-to-peer as well as the mentor-to-peer facilitation.
1: Awesome. Well, we have to go to break. We come back. We're going to pick up on this conversation about the Entrepreneur's Assembly. And if you have any interest, you can check out our website, ea-nv.org. Thank you, We'll be right back.
3: This is Mike Fossey from Fort Collins, Colorado in Reno, Nevada. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she gave me the opportunity to promote the Civil Air Patrol and Honor Flight. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva.
0: Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.SocotraCapitalNevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment.
4: Thank you. Socotra Capital Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line Nevada 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital Nevada Incorporated.
5: This is Leah Cartwright, Government Relations Manager at JK Bells & Associates. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has the ideas that make Reno work. The millennial generation gets great ideas from the Sherry Hill Radio Show.
1: Do you believe it is important to invest time and money in your own development as a business owner and leader? The Entrepreneur's Assembly roundtables are the best-kept secret of many great small businesses. Most participating businesses are generally more successful than other small businesses. Why? Because the format allows the founder to regularly work on their business instead of in it to effectively chart a course that propels the business further, faster, so they gain improved growth, profitability, and fiscal strength. Joining me today, representing Entrepreneurs' Assembly, is co-founder Matt Westfield, executive director John Moran, and mentorship chair Doug Howe, and for full disclosure, myself, who sits on the board. So John, let's start off by talking about why our Entrepreneurs' Assembly startup incubator, in the virtual context, roundtable model works so
3: well. Sherry thank you <laughs> thank you for being here it's it's a pleasure to actually talk about a startup incubator from standpoint of being virtual we hold a monthly meeting yeah, it's on the, in Reno it's on the second saturday of each month for about 3 hours and during that time we're working with the entrepreneurs in educating and empowering them to grow their businesses so What really makes a difference is our tuning in to listen to where the entrepreneur is and then guiding them to where the next step is. They leave with a set of what we term marching orders. The marching orders are the work that the entrepreneur has to be able to do in the next 30 days before the meeting.
1: Right. Well, and also uh, we were talking about in between about the importance of the peers in the room. Because again, and we're going to talk about the mentor in the next segment, but really, it's it's a room full of a huge, diverse group of people.
3: Yes, it is in <laughs> terms of both experience and and the the actual pro- the business projects that the the entrepreneurs have. They range from uh, starting with toothpicks to actual very sophisticated. Uh,
1: Prototypes.
3: Prototypes, yeah, exactly.
1: Absolutely. And and Matt, you know, you've been there since the get go, of course, as the founder, and there are some great success stories. I A mean, lot we're of them. not this is not theory. That's, let's be clear many of us have sat through courses and classes and learned, and a lot of it is theory. This is reality.
2: It's all practicum. It's all reality. And and we have got a dozen or more wildly successful companies that have come out of this just in the last few years. And a lot of it, though, to the other gentleman's point, is that we can help set you straight and give you the guidance you need, but by God, it's all in the application where you, the, the entrepreneurs go out and they find out what, what the problem is. They figure out what they need to do. You know, we're not barred by not having resources or not having money. We're not barred by any of that. We're only barred, barred by the limitations of our own ability to solve problems. Right. And that's what really entrepreneurship is about fundamentally, and that's what all these people have done multiple times. That's why it's incredible.
1: Well, and that's why I like it. It's, it's more of a facilitation process because, exactly. you know, the, it's like I can go out with marching orders, but if nobody's holding me accountable to come back and say, yes, I accomplished this or or I started working on it, then we just sit here and we spin and we see the same people month in, month out. That's not our goal. Our goal is to create business.
3: That's right. Exactly.
4: Keep, exactly. keep people here, building exactly. companies here. And And one of the earlier comments about the composition of the folks sitting around the table, many of them being entrepreneurs, and several of them, in our experience, being serial entrepreneurs, meaning they've done this before, and now they're coming back with another idea and looking for help and guidance and that sort of thing. So we have people, as well as the mentors, who have been there, done that, suffered through it, learned (laughs) the lessons, and now want to bring back a lot of that experience and uh, help to those not real novices that are, that are struggling to get going. And so, you know, we say, you know, we are, we want them to be in business for themselves, not by themselves.
1: I like that.
2: There's another aspect too to this, Sherry, that we found out recently, especially in the last last few years. It's so important that founders have a place to go where people get it. And often, and I say this respectfully, the, even our own spouses don't often understand what we're, what's keeping us up at night, what we're going through. Often they do because they're there, but there's many times that all the people in our respective circles, and truly with all due respect to corporate people, they don't know what founders are going through. When you get to EA, it's all founders. People know what they're going through, whether they're pre-revenue, revenue, or growth, doesn't matter. It's the problems, the circumstances, the issues are redundant. They're not the same, but they are similar in context to what all the other founders have or are about to go through. So that's a bond.
1: Well, and the other thing, I mean, I wish I had gotten to go through this 23 years ago.
2: Here, here, me too.
1: <laughs> right? I, so, when you think about all the costly lessons we have learned, and oh we God. get to bring that back to the table, and and I find it interesting, you know, Matt, you and I, more than probably anybody else in the room, really focus and, and work from tough love. We ask. Oh, Not yeah. that, I mean all the mentors ask tough questions, but we like hold more people, direct <laughs> <laughs> We hold people totally accountable, and it 's like tell me how you 're going to solve this, or what are you thinking about this and they haven 't even thought about yeah. it, and then they 're like, oh that doesn 't matter, yeah, it does matter you know There's and so, a lot and so it's it 's really kind of fun. Because in that room you and you don't have to sit with us every single time, right? When you need love, you go sit at John's table, right? Yeah, he's way
0: nicer than he's way nicer than I am.
1: Or Doug's
2: table. <laughs> well, Doug is as hard as I am, but he says it in such a nice way that you're not sure. <laughs> you and I share we're a little more direct on this whole thing, right? But you know why?
1: and here's here's what it is for me. It's really a sense of urgency. You see, I ask those mm-hmm. questions and I provide tough love because if you're serious about starting a business, then let's start it, okay? Let's not wait months and have to research and have to figure it out and all of that. If you're serious, there's a sense of urgency because guess what's changing? The world, your market, everything is changing and the longer you sit and wait, the longer it's going to take for you to play.
4: And you know, it can look very overwhelming to an entrepreneur when they start hearing from The audience around them of all the steps they're going to need to do, which is important from John's earlier comment about monthly marching orders, is that we take these really large chunks of activity that need to be done, break them down into Mm -hmm. very manageable steps that can be achieved with the agreement of, of the mentors and everybody else can be achieved within that 30-day period. So they're always moving forward.
1: Yeah. John, talk a little bit about that because these are some of the the real changes that we have made to the, the format. Right.
3: Yeah. Basically, what, what we're doing is we're taking a series and creating a series of stages that have really prerequisites, if you will, that you have to execute. I mean, one of the the things that's most important to me is that the entrepreneur, whatever their idea is, they go out and vet it in the real world. They go out and talk to people, they get feedback, And it may be a great idea in the entrepreneur's head, but after they've talked to 15 or 20 people, they, oh, well, maybe this isn't such a great idea. Or maybe if I change the color or the shape, it will be a much better product. So the idea of staging yourself as you go along, and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. One of the the questions that we want to make sure that they can answer is, Even if you can make money at this, does it apply to your real life? Will it support you, or is this a hobby? That's a very different kind of place to be playing. And as as a hobby, that's great. You can do that. But if I need to pay my rent and live on this, I better be sure that I have a good financial background out of it.
1: Right. And so, Matt, address also. I mean, we're not saying the only people we want to work with are, you know, high-tech, high-growth companies.
2: No, no. Some of the greatest stories I've got was from the gal who has the little single-person coffee shop, and I hadn't heard from her in six months, and she came back and said, hey, we're booming, you know? And, I mean, it was wonderful. It was as great as any a scalable software company. So, the, the EA philosophy is pretty simple, Sherry, and it was founded, and it has not changed. There's a lot of folks in and around here all the way to Silicon Valley looking for the next home run. Our disposition is is a little bit different in that we believe if we can nurture the singles, the doubles, and the triples, hypothetically speaking— The home runs, too, will come, and that's already showing to happen. We've got a few software companies, some apps. We've got the drone guys. We've got a bunch of scalable, really potentially home-run, cutting-edge companies. But we've also got the coffee shops, the bookstores, Imbibe Brewery. Matt and his partner, fantastic guys. They came to EA for five months. We got them some money through the the Reno Accelerator Fund. Boom, they ran. I was in a month ago with um, um, the VP from the Innovation Center. They're booming. There were 40 people in there on a Saturday, and they are just booming. They're looking to expand. And that is what this is all about. We want all the smart people, all the entrepreneurs, we want them to be able to get resources here, to be able to start their businesses, grow them, stay here, retire here, put their kids through college here, and help us propagate this beautiful place that we live in.
1: Yes.
4: I don't know if you saw it uh, <clears throat> several months ago, there was a front-page article in the Wall Street Journal about Reno and about how the town is it? attracting companies, mostly out of California, but also the startup activity and the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial atmosphere that is growing here. And so that really gets us very excited about what we're contributing. We've been a part of that, doggone That's it. exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes! <laughs> doggone it! <laughs>
1: um, and it's very exciting, and if we can... Take someone who says, you know, I don't want to punch a time clock or be a W 2 anymore, and yeah. we can help them really, you know, think through and noodle through this idea of this great hobby that I want to turn into a business or what I think might be a great business, but it really should just be a hobby, and save them. This yeah. is about saving people the right. burn through their time their energy and their resources to end up two years down the road one year down the road six months down the road putting a closed on the front door exactly absolutely
2: sustainability
1: we're gonna pick up on that when we come back
2: very nice this is matt westfield founder director of entrepreneurs assembly you are listening to the sherry hill show sherry hill is important to me because i learned things i wouldn't learn anywhere else thank you sherry
0: hill Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge income taxes liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage
3: International. This is John Moran, Executive Director of the Entrepreneurs' Assembly. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she is a great contribution to our EA organization. Success-oriented people listen to Sherry Hill.
1: If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Mentoring has been a part of the workplace for as long as there has even been a workplace. Centuries ago, artisans learned everything from bread making to goldsmithing through apprenticeships working for scant pay, but learning their life's trade at the knees of older, wiser men. Fast forward, and certainly in today's complex business environment, mentoring may be more important than ever. Founders of startups, along with seasoned business owners, may be gregarious and confident, but find they can be very isolated. Today, I'm talking with Matt Westfield, John Moran, Doug Howe, and myself, all representing Entrepreneurs' Assembly, a Nevada nonprofit formed to educate and facilitate entrepreneurs in creating and growing their businesses. Check out the website at ea-nv.org. So of course, with any volunteer organization, we're always on the lookout for EA mentors. Doug? Let's first talk about the importance of mentors and the role they play within our organization.
4: Thanks, Sherry. Let me start off by saying I didn't realize the importance of a mentor in my career until very late in the career, and at that point uh, really uh, looked to cultivate as much as I could those resources that could help me. Right now, EA has a list of uh, more than three dozen mentors, and we're always looking for more, uh, who are willing to devote their time, uh, volunteer time, free of charge, obviously. Some of those folks work. They have careers. Many of us are retired and, and want to participate as much as we possibly can. So the idea is that we have... As I mentioned earlier, literally hundreds of years of cumulative business experience. I resemble that
0: remark.
4: That we can bring to bear <laughs> from a variety of different companies, Fortune 50 companies down to pre-revenue startups. And I'd and I, I like to reference a quotation from a, a, a Hall of Fame pitcher, baseball pitcher, who said, you can learn very little – From victory, but you can learn a heck of a lot from defeat. And so many of these folks who have been through this, as I mentioned earlier, uh, can now bring to bear lessons learned and to help these young people, you know, continue to grow and to help hopefully avoid some of those along the way.
1: Right. And and part of the, you know, process and being a mentor, we tapped on a little earlier is, you know, more of a facilitation. It isn't, this is how you should do something, or it's really about in my experience or in my knowledge. But one of the coolest things I like about being a mentor is, you know, you guys know I'm a master connector. So I really find it important as a mentor in the room to understand the expertise of every other mentor. And there are times where I'm like, you know what, you need to go connect with Matt or Doug or somebody Mm -hmm. because that's not my bailiwick.
4: Exactly. And in fact, we are in the process right now of uh, kind of strategizing and identifying mentors in very specific functional areas where they feel comfortable and have this expertise, mm-hmm. so that we can make those connections when necessary. Absolutely. Now, you know there are there are many uh, fundamental business concepts, you know, that we all kind of understand. But when you get into, you know, a retail shop or uh, you know a, an automobile dealership, manufacturing, or a high tech type of. Yeah. Uh, of uh, opportunity mm-hmm. that you can start to find really those experts to, to bring them in to help out awesome yep.
1: and Matt, talk about you know our surround the lake philosophy and and the need for mentors
2: well, in this thing of building singles doubles triples, and finding home runs and building an ecosystem and a collaborative environment, it has naturally helped us to look for partners like we 've done down here like you i 'm one of these connector recognizes a person who knows a lot of people i guess <laughs> and so putting all those people together who are usually untethered creates a dynamic otherwise unforeseen in a limited circle that you would have just in Reno or just in North Lake or just in South Lake so what we've been doing now starting last May is we started up an incline in partnership with Sierra Nevada College and some of the folks up there. And Dr. Kendra Wong, who's just, Kendra's just phenomenal if you know her. She runs some of the business plan competitions. She's an entrepreneur professor. But SNC's got a great program. So we're working with people in Incline. Now we've um, opened up down to South Lake in conjunction with the Chamber of Commerce down there, which has been phenomenal. B and her team, phenomenal. Tahoe Mountain Lab is a new little incubator down there. Uh, it's a startup run by a couple of expats from the Bay Area who've come up and really want to give back to Southlake. So we brought EA to South Lake in October. We've been there, just had our fifth meeting. We've been getting, we're getting 40-something, almost 50 people down there. We're getting 10 to 15. Actually, we had 17 up in Incline. What is this doing? We were getting 40 to 50 in Reno. We've now basically doubled the network, and if you think of the influence each person has in that net, network, it is exponentially greater now. We're trying to figure out a way to tether everybody more formidably, and I'm working on a technology
3: solution for that potentially. Awesome. So, And, and to, just to add to that, I mean, assuming that we continue roughly with the same uh, number of people around this surround the lake, we will work with over 500 potential entrepreneurs during <laughs> 2016. It's incredible. And that also requires mentors. It requires... It's not one-on-one mentoring necessarily, but it's certainly we need more people to assist in each of the locations. Mm-hmm. So.
2: so, and also now, big big change to that point too, Sherry, is we moved into the uh, new Innovation Center in conjunction with the university. Um, both John and I are adjunct professors at the university. I focus on the entrepreneurship program, and my goal in starting there several years ago was to bring real entrepreneurs out of the university and into the ecosystem so they don't leave. And frankly, we're on track. We, you know, a, a 20 to 30 percent of all the entrepreneurs at EA Reno are university students, grad students, or ex students. So we're really bringing the ecosystems together from community to university to region.
1: Right. And, well, and they're powerful. huge supporters. I mean, they're huge opening supporters. the door there for us and oh. and really appreciate that, you know, everyone keeps talking about the university wants to connect to the community. This is one We're absolutely tangible, direct way they have.
2: And we've been doing it now for years. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I know it doesn't get a lot of uh, peer press or anything, but let me tell you how many students we've got who've stayed here. Direct the result of the programs that we've built in conjunction with the great folks at the College of Business and now the great folks down at the Innovation Center.
1: All right. So if somebody is interested in being a mentor, I mean, who are we looking for? Is there a particular type of individual?
4: Not really. I, we're looking for the experience, obviously.
1: More uh, women. Yeah, darn tootin'. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> darn tootin'. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, You know, large company, small company, I mean, all of that experience can be brought to bear. And I think that just uh, if they're interested to to probably go through the website, I think would be the first step. And we'd be happy to meet with them, have them come to the monthly meeting, see how it all works so that they're comfortable,
1: and participate.
4: Just jump right in.
1: it's, It's so much fun. And what's really awesome, and, you know, if you've done it consecutively for a while is you really see the change in the folks that we're mentoring. And that's really the positive side is they are taking their marching orders and they are following through and they are holding themselves accountable because guess what? It's not accountability to us, the mentor, it's their peers, In the audience that are going, hey, wait a minute, I remember you were supposed to do this, right? And they're
2: building collaborative environments beyond, over and beyond. That was something that we never knew when we started this, how the collaborative network would take care of itself and fundamentally manifest into greater things than we ever thought. Just by people meeting people and introducing, hey, my brother does that. Hey, I know somebody. Hey, my neighbor's son does that. It's, It's powerful.
3: Right. Yeah, more, more than one of our entrepreneurs has gotten a website built because they just have the person sitting right next to them. Oh, that's what I do. <laughs> I build websites. <laughs> right.
1: Well that I mean. that's the nature of having a whole bunch of people in the room. Absolutely everything you possibly could want, need or desire yeah. is in that room.
2: Or could be found <laughs> yeah. by somebody from
4: that room. Yeah, so,
1: yeah that's exactly. true. And, and
4: one of the greatest uh, changes that I think we've brought to the program, Uh, is this uh, matriculation from one stage to the next. And you don't really move until you're ready to move. But when you get to that final stage, that third or fourth stage, then you are ready to go out and to pitch to investors if it's appropriate. Right. Right. And you've done all of your homework. You've got just about all of those questions answered, and you're ready to go. So it's a nice progression. It takes them from the very beginning, step by step, all the way through. And and
1: even if, like we talked about, a lifestyle business where maybe you need to, you know, go borrow or get an SBA loan. I mean, you're really set for all of it. It's not just about getting to a venture capitalist, right? Exactly. But it's you're prepared and you're ready and you basically have written a business plan.
4: Exactly
2: right. So, a little stat to go back to Doug's and to the mentorship thing. What most people don't understand is that only twenty to 30, what is it, twenty to thirty percent of companies that are unmentored or seek no counsel are successful. Seventy to seventy-five percent of counseled or mentored companies, or startups, or founders will be successful. Right. That's a huge disparity between the haves and the have-nots, and it's all a matter of taking control. The founder taking control and figuring out what they've got to do. Right. And that's right. that's a that's a. Yeah. A, a mental disposition. Well,
1: and you get off on the whole the founder thing, right? I do. because it's a big most deal. people don't. They don't really talk to the founder. No, They're, it's always in the bigger picture of a company. Yeah,
2: and they all think they have to be CEO. This is when I laugh too. People think they have to be CEO. And I was telling my students at the university here a couple of weeks ago that let me tell you, I've founded a dozen companies. I've only been CEO twice. And frankly, I don't find it nearly as cool as being founder. Nobody can take founder away from me. I could be fired as CEO.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I won't pull a Trump. You're fired.
4: This is Douglas Howe, founder and principal at Emerson Management Solutions and a mentor with Entrepreneurs Assembly. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. If you are a mover and a shaker, you should be listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Thank you, Sherry.
0: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
5: Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. H U L B E R T dot com or call seven seven five two eight four one nine two two. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you.
4: Caliber Home Loans, located at sixty five thirty South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, eight nine five zero nine.
2: Hello, this is David Cole, author of Go From Zero to Hero on LinkedIn. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend. Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. Sherry and I will talk about how you can use LinkedIn to put yourself and your business miles ahead of your competition. Jumpstart your prospecting success in as little as seven days. High-level thinkers are LinkedIn. And listen to the Sherry Hill Show.
1: If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. Entrepreneurs Assembly, a Nevada not-for-profit corporation founded in 2010 by Matt Westfield and Rod Hoslick, was developed for educating and facilitating entrepreneurs in creating and growing their businesses. As a nonprofit organization, we have to constantly work on ourselves as well. And joining me today, representing Entrepreneurs' Assembly, is co-founder Matt Westfield, executive director John Moran, mentorship chair Doug Howe, and myself, who serves on the board. So through this whole show, we've been talking about Entrepreneurs' Assembly, how awesome it is to work with all kinds of folks from you know every idea that they want to convert into a business. And of late, we recognized that, you know, we needed more structure, right? Structure not for us as the mentors and the board and all of that, but really so that we get out of that three hours when we come together one Saturday a month in our roundtables, that we actually have the ability to see people move through a process. So, John, I want you to address what we are now calling EA 2.0. Well, oh,
3: Sherry. For the last four years, we've been really entrepreneurs in our own way. We've changed programs. We've tried one thing and tried something else. And in each case, we were learning, just like we ask our entrepreneurs to do. We were using our entrepreneurs as our customers. We wanted to see where there was a difference, what difference we were making, and how we were doing it. And we're now at a point where I think we've actually put together one of the most powerful programs literally on the planet. We have now created a stage development process that actually allows the entrepreneur and mentors to begin seeing really where they are in the process and what they need to do next. To a large extent, this EA 2.0 is really our coming out party for saying we've grown up too. We have grown. Now it's time to actually use this as a way to really make a difference for the people we've been working with.
1: Matt, as you know from way back, that, you know, was there really demand for this, right? I mean, I can go to college and I can take entrepreneur class of late. But, really, this is boots on the ground right mm-hmm. and- is
2: what it is it's 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 putting all of it that we that we've learned a lot of us through hardship into the ground to help like I said make sure that these folks don't make the same mistakes that we've made cut their learning curve down, and most businesses, Sherry, sure, ought to be started in 30 to 90 days. It's not a, a one- or two- or three-year process. I look back on all the companies I've started, 40 days, 37 days, 52 days. Rod and I did an exercise here about a year ago looking at all the companies we've started between us. All were started between 30 and 70 days, and most people don't realize that. It's not a one- or two- or 3 years process. It's boom, 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 figure out what we need to figure out get on to the next step.
1: Well, that's why EA 2.0 began, because we were seeing these people six months, two years Mm -hmm. later. And it's like, what do you mean you haven't started? So to build in that accountability, because you're right. I mean, from idea to launch, if you do your work and you do your homework and you vet it out, shouldn't take years to figure out.
4: That's right. You know, from from a macro perspective, a lot of people don't realize where the net new jobs come from in this country, and small business—you know, sixty to seventy percent. This this is a fairly old statistic. Yep. Of net new jobs come from small companies, small businesses. Mm-hmm. In fact, in twenty ten, at the at the you know abyss of the recession, one hundred percent of the net new jobs in that year came from small businesses. That's right. So that's why that ma- this makes it so exciting for us to be. at at kind of the tip of the spear, if you will, in the Reno area to help these folks get organized and get going, get them off the ground. We've
2: got uh, some folks working with Adams Hub down in Carson City now. looks like we're going to launch down in Carson City here in the next month or two as well. Again, tethering all of these resources more formidably together to create better results for entrepreneurs, more resources for entrepreneurs.
1: That's what this is all about. But what a process to get to EA (laughs) 2.0. Oh,
2: my God. (laughs)
1: For yeah. you know, I Matt and I are so much alike, and but we're like just start, let's roll, yeah. and everyone's like, we need boxes, yeah. we need this bullet in this box, you know, as far as the yep. structure, and so you know that's why you don't hear a lot from
0: us. It's, it's a lot, and, and this
2: represents the yin and yang of collaboration, Sherry. Right. You and I are so far on the creative side, and these guys are so far on the on the structure. Side organizational, It's perfect.
1: It is perfect because, because they're doing the work,
2: right? And I, and I leave, all my crazy ideas leave a
4: wake of stuff floating around behind but that,
1: me. But that's how business operates. That's right.
3: Absolutely.
4: Look at yeah, how absolutely. different the four of us are and look yeah. why it works. Well, yeah. the timing of the redesign was uh, <coughs> certainly well-coordinated with a move into the Innovation Center. Uh, it kind of give, gives everybody a whole new, fresh perspective.
2: And that now allows so many things to happen, Sherry, to talk about EA 2.0. Now we can build a company from idea through product, go down and build a prototype in the basement. I mean, holy mackerel. Yeah. This is now truly a cradle-to-grave type entity plus we're working with kids now and so we're talking about building entrepreneurship not only through the ecosystem that that's already being developed but all the way down generationally now so kids start believing and thinking about what if right and why not
1: right but in the the talk about you know cuz some of this <coughs> all came through best practices right
3: true i mean one one of the things that uh, we've we've all researched and learned as we're going along is there's actually more publication out right now about entrepreneurship, let's say in the last certainly in the last seven or eight years yeah. than there has been in the last two hundred. So we as as involved in the entrepreneurs assembly have also been reading, studying and reading other people the idea of we've we've translated the concept of lean manufacturing into the concept of lean entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So
1: I miss that chapter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. c- come to the EA on Saturday and we'll walk with you. That's great. <laughs>
2: yeah, we spent a lot early in the early days, didn't we? Oh my yeah. God.
3: But that's, that is one of the things, I mean, and also there's another piece to this. Matt referenced it a little bit, but we're actually starting to work with high school kids. We're starting to, we have three or four people on of our, well, one board member and, and others who are working with the Davidson Academy students. And they're actually having, you know, some of these kids, in, they're in high school, but because of their brain power, they're much younger than... I was when I was in high school. Right.
4: And and even internationally with the the, the entrepreneurs in Africa. Yeah, we've got this whole new thing in
2: Africa that's taking off. It's now – right now it's separate, but it's going to be built. And now part of that Africa thing is going to go down apparently to South America. Uh, We're going to have – 15 countries in South America coming up to, to experience what we do.
1: Well, but this, again, this, the model has been built. It works. And, and of course, it's going to morph and adapt and change as the attendees do and what mm-hmm. what they're asking for. But, I mean, this is unheard of anywhere else in the world, what sure. we're doing here. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it's, um, I'm really humbled by the whole thing. I got to tell you, and having all you all you folks around coming into this thing and seeing what we were doing years ago, it blows me away. All right, it's so cool. So
1: the opportunities for folks that are listening, that are thinking, well, maybe I do have a good business idea, but I don't know where to begin, or someone who thinks they have great skills, talent, or knowledge to, and want to participate in this evolution of Northern Nevada. There's mentorship opportunity. And so we want more people to know that we exist so that they can participate, and especially out there when someone goes, hey, I know someone who wants to start a business, but they don't know where to begin. This is the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly right? Absolutely. <laughs> this will. We're one of the only, only organizations that will start out with your idea. Most you have to have something framed. We'll help you vet the idea out. Which is very unusual. Right. We really lowest common denominator, which is the idea phase, and you and I both know everything starts with an idea, but very few take the idea and do anything with it.
1: Right, so. and there is no cost.
2: True. Nope. Well. <laughs> There has been to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Other than blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) But, you know, but I mean, so this is what's so phenomenal is that we are a nonprofit. There is no cost to participate. Your only cost to participate is your commitment.
3: Exactly. Let's talk
1: about that. Commitment. Oh, what a great word. <laughs> so in other words, if I show up every month, it's pretty much guaranteed that I'm going to move this idea, this thought, and this potential business forward. And as we mentioned before, we're not looking for you to commit for five years. We'd like to see things moving in, you know, 120 days, exactly. right?
2: 120, <laughs> 180 days should be plenty for you to go and get into the, into business. Yeah.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Good. Good. All right. So, website, phone numbers. If somebody is as excited about starting a business as I am, Mm
2: -hmm. oh, yes, I have. (laughs) And you will again.
1: Where do we want them to go?
3: Phone number is area code 775-232-3667. Website, www.ea-nv.org. We hope to see you on Saturday. Second Saturday of the month.
1: Second Saturday of the month and up at the lake.
2: Uh, South Lake is first Thursday of the month from 6 to 9 at Lake Tahoe Community College. And at Incline Village is the first Wednesday of every month, which both happened this past week. And that is at Sierra Nevada College in that beautiful science center that they have there at Sierra Nevada College in Incline.
1: The good news is it's all positive. I mean, you hang out and it's a very positive environment because people are excited, they're challenged and the mentors are some of the most interesting folks on the planet.
4: And it's very very energizing. <laughs> it's, right? it's really kindred there too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so,
1: well, I want to thank you guys for joining me today. Love talking about the Entrepreneurs Assembly. Again, check out the website ea-nv.org or if you happen to run into Matt Westfield, John Moran, or Doug Howe out on the street, <laughs> ask him the question, how do I get involved in Entrepreneurs Assembly?